This is the Niles Energy Podcast, episode 155. Five idioms to sound like a natural so that you can get beyond the IELTS. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection. And we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Get started with our seven easy steps to a seven or higher at allearsenglish.com slash S-E-V-E-N. Now, let's get to the show. In today's IELTS Energy episode, you are going to learn the five best natural idioms that will get you that eight you want and move you beyond the IELTS exam. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jessica, how you doing? Lindsay, I'm doing very well. <laughs> this is one of my favorite times of the week, recording behind the mic on IELTS Energy. I love it. I love it. I know. Me too. I know. Me too. We we plan our whole week around the, what we're doing connected to our podcast and what we're doing connected to our online course because we, we love what we do. We're so lucky. Absolutely. And podcasting itself is just so much fun. So I hope our listeners are loving this show. Guys, if you're loving this show, go over to iTunes and leave us a review in the iTunes store. That would really help our show to move up in the ranking so we can get more people their sevens or higher. (laughs) Yeah, it only takes like a minute, right? Just to go over there, hit the five stars, maybe write a sentence like, these Mm -hmm. guys are the best. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it, Jessica. You got it. So what are we talking about today? So today, Lindsay and I are talking about five idioms that Mm -hmm. are inspired by nature. Perhaps they don't actually have a definition connected to nature, but that's, you know, that's the nature of idioms. Oh, good one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, you guys know that idioms are difficult because the individual words do not mean what the whole phrase actually means, right? Like, you can't just guess what an idiom means. It's not obvious from the words Mm. themselves. So we thought we would explain five idioms that you guys could definitely use on the speaking and writing test to get that seven or eight or nine. Yeah, I love it. And the fact that they're difficult means that they're an opportunity, right? I love to think about it that way because as we've said, it's an opportunity to stand out from everyone else because everyone else is not going to use these idioms because they are difficult. And so that's what the examiner is looking for, right, Jessica, to give you that seven or higher. Yeah. That's so true. Exactly. Um, and you know, I, I know it's hard guys, but you just have to practice. You have to find the opportunity to, um, maybe talk to a friend who speaks English or even by yourself just to use a, use them in a journal entry this, that night or, you know, find some way to start using them so you can actually remember them for the test. 
Yeah, use them in context, right? I had yeah. uh, someone write me an email this week and ask me if I could recommend a dictionary. And I got kind of nervous. Like, why are you asking for a dictionary recommendation, right? It's not about opening a dictionary, guys, and memorizing everything in the dictionary. I mean, how are we going to take those words into the test, right? Right, exactly. There's no way you could read a dictionary definition of a word and be able to use it correctly, like in a sentence the next day. You can't. You can't just memorize a list of words. No. And I think it's that that's the old school way of thinking about learning English. And I think that might be what's preventing a lot of our listeners from getting their the score that they need is that they're still going and memorizing dictionaries. And that's so yeah, we want to, sure. I mean, dictionaries are great as kind of a supplementary material, guys, but that's not a starting point. If you think about the level of difficulty connected to the level of success, right? The level of difficulty will definitely be higher if you want to be more successful. So if we compare these two ways of learning vocabulary, one, memorizing a list. Guys, that is easy pants. That Mm. is like easy peasy. That's, (laughs) I mean, anybody could just sit down and memorize something. So if it's that easy, do you think it's going to help you get a high score? No. There's no like magic ticket. You can't just (laughs) do that. I mean, if you want to get a high score, you have to challenge yourself. And the only way to learn new vocabulary to use on the test is by seeing it in context, hearing it in context, and then using it in context. Yeah, I think that's it. And when things get hard, I like this expression we have in English is where we separate the men from the boys or the girls from the women. (laughs) Right. It's where things get tough. And, you know, the people who are going to live their dreams in their future are going to stick with it. They're going to dig their heels in and work to learn those idioms and use them, whereas everyone else is just going to give up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're just going to like memorize a sentence and then like complain about it the next day. Like, why can't I use it? (laughs) Yeah. So we think you guys are too good for that, right? Jessica, our listeners are too good for that. They found this show and they, they've recognized this show as good quality. So guys, you can do this, but it's really, it's going to separate again, separate the men from the boys or the girls from the women. (laughs) I will. Yeah. I, I like that phrase too. separate the men from the boys, but I like the, the meaning of it, the idea of yeah. it, but the like the inherent uh, lack mm. of feminism bothers no, me. I know that's. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that's why I said girls from the women. I, know. <laughs> I, I had that, an inkling. Like, Nobody says that. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get to the idioms. We're just talking about them, but we're not actually saying them. Let's get to it. What's the first one, Jessica? So the first one is, um, I'm going to say it's an adjective phrase to describe personality. Okay, Mm. so that's the context. You use it to describe someone who is calm and sensible. So the phrase is down to earth. Um, The opposite of that would be someone who has their head in the clouds. Like that's, you know, we could, we could, I think it's, this is an easy way to remember this is having these two opposite idioms. Someone who has their head in the clouds is just like daydreamy and, you know, just like fantasizes about stuff. And, yeah. oh, but what if, what if I could have my own island? And, ah, la, la. <laughs> so that person has their head in the clouds. Like th- those things aren't like sensible. But mm. someone who's down to earth is just more logical and calm about stuff. So yeah. this person will be like, you know what? I, I am never going to have my own island. So instead, 
instead, I am going to make yeah. my house more right. comfortable yeah. or something. Yeah, it always makes me think of L.A. Like one of the reasons that I never uh. want to move to L.A. is that I'm afraid <laughs> I wouldn't meet anyone who's down to earth. Right. I've heard, know. you know, this is a stereotype again, but, you know, a lot of people are in the industry, as they call it. Right. Hollywood. Yeah. And it just from what I've heard, it sounds like a very hard place to connect with real people down to earth people. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. That sort of head in the clouds, flighty sort of, the sort of stereotype, mm, you know, flaky. it comes from a grain mm-hmm. of truth. <laughs> I yeah, must say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It makes sense. I mean, if you move to Hollywood, you move to LA, you probably have dreams of being in, in film or in movies or in fashion. And so, you know, that tends to, yeah, it's a certain personality type often. Not everyone, right? Not everyone. Yeah. 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 But I think for the most part, yeah. I mean, if you're really like have this crazy dream that you have like a one in a billion chance of achieving and, but you're going for it. Like that's, you know, your head are, your head's in the clouds a little bit. But however, if you want to get a seven on IELTS, Mm -hmm. that is completely possible. You could still be a down to earth person. Um, okay. So the, do you want to do the second idiom? Absolutely. So the next one is to become second nature. So something becomes second nature to us when it becomes very, very natural, right? It becomes something Mm -hmm. so simple and easy. It's like we could do it in our sleep. Exactly, exactly. I I connect this with the idea of like habits, you know, just something you yeah. do all the time and and you do it without thinking, right? Yes. So, um let's see. What comes what's second nature to me? I'm going to say um do <laughs> multitasking is second nature because mm. I'm I'm always doing five things at once without mm meaning to you know it's not like a conscious decision like okay first I will do this and then and then this like it's not that sort of or I don't think about it I just do it (laughs) yeah no that's true something we don't think about right I mean many things right for example you ride you learn to ride a bike when you're a kid and it takes all this effort Mm. right you oh one wheel I stand up and balance and then at some point it just becomes second nature and it's always second nature you can't really forget how to ride a bike although I do have friends who can't ride bikes but they never learned Yeah, I have a few friends that never learned to ride a bike. Yeah, it's weird. That's the most ridiculous thing. It's weird, but for most people, riding a bike is second nature. Yeah, totally. And you know, anything you do every day is second nature. You know, like maybe if you're a really good cook, um, you know, I have friends that that cooking is very like zen for them. It's very meditative for them. So they mm. they seriously can create an amazing meal without thinking about it. It's wow. just second nature. They just know what to grab and how much to put in and how long to cook it for. Like they don't read a recipe, right? It's just second nature. That's it's easy. Amazing. Those are great friends to have around, Jessica. Right? <laughs> I know. Especially if you eat as much as I do. Like that's <laughs> necessary. Okay, so I'll do I'll do the third one. So this one actually is connected to nature. But it's an idiom we use and see all the time. Um, Mother nature. So Mm -hmm. instead, so this is really good on the test, guys, if you're talking or writing about the environment. And instead of saying the environment again and again, a good paraphrase Mm -hmm. is mother nature. Like we have to take care of mother nature. We have to 
um, clean up the, 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 um, let's see, we have to clean up the, the litter and the air so Mother Nature is happy. You know, <laughs> this, this usage of it, I think, is really easy and it could fit in in any environmental question on the exam. Mm, I love that. And we've talked about how important it is to paraphrase in different parts of the writing right. exam and on the speaking test. So guys, this is money, right? Having these phrases in your back pocket, <laughs> a different way to say the environment. That's a really that. good point that this is another way to paraphrase the environment, right? The natural yeah. world, mother nature. Very mother cool. nature. I, yeah. And it's, it's just cute and pretty and lovely. I love that phrase. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it feels like it could be like the name of a shop or something. A, a gift oh, I'm shop. I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably in LA. Yeah. With all those like hippies. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, maybe more in Portland or Seattle That's or something. True. <laughs> it's true. I bet there's like five in Portland. Okay. Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> Guys, if you love IELTS Energy and if it's helped you increase your score on the IELTS exam, go over to iTunes and let us know. Tell us how it increased your score and let us know what you love about the show. See you in the iTunes review store. Thanks, guys. All right. So the next one is to be good natured, right? To be good natured. Mm. Mm. I like like that. This is very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And so it makes me think of someone with a an easygoing personality, right? Just a kind, nice person, kind. easy to get yeah. along with, right? Yeah, that's I. That's what I think. I think kind is like a direct synonym yeah. for this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a kind, a kind, a nice, a uh, nice person that is, that is just easy to talk to and is not going to get angry quickly, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I wonder what the opposite of this would be. So to be mm. someone who is well, short-tempered, the, maybe? Short-tempered, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Just evil, right? Evil. <laughs> but I can't think of an idiom for evil, but there has to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good natured. Of the something to do with the devil? I don't know. I can't. Maybe that's maybe that's because you and I are too good natured. We're just good people and kind people. (laughs) That's why our show is so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) To be good natured. Yeah, I try to surround myself with people who are generally good natured. Right? I mean, you don't want to spend your time with people who are negative all the time or just bring the energy of the room down, right? You don't want that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, uh, Lindsay and I talk a lot about how thankful we are and how hard we work for what we like to do, you know, our jobs and stuff. And I think this is one big advantage of working with you and having my own projects and stuff to do is that I don't have to walk into an office or a situation every day in which there are people that I must see that are just super depressing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem when we get a job in an office. We don't have any control over who we're around eight hours a day. That's a scary thought, especially when you think about you're the average of the four people you spend the most time with. So we must be careful when we create our professional lives. Yeah. I, you, I learned that phrase from, from you, that quote, (laughs) the average of the four people we spend the most time with. I use it all the time. Like I make decisions like based on this idea. Oh yeah. No, no good idea. I mean, Hey, so we ought to be around. And people who are good natured. I like and it. down to earth. You want to have, I think you want to sort of mix your friends with like half down to earth and half head in the clouds because they're, you do need both in your life, really. 
Yeah. And I think we all in our own visions of our futures, we we need a bit of both of that energy, the two energies, right? We need to have goals. And like our listeners, they have this goal of hitting that seven or higher and they they have big dreams, right? We want to go become specialists in the medical field or get our degree, become an academic. That's Those are big dreams, right? But at the same time, we have, we're down to earth because we know what we need to do to prepare and we are preparing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You do need both of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So this last one, this last one is also, all these idioms are nice. Um, yeah. So this last one is to, to be unnatural at something. So it's like you don't even have to work hard at doing something. You're just naturally good. Like the first time you Ugh. tried it, you were awesome at it. You're just a natural oh, at something. So annoying. Reminds me of my <laughs> freshman year roommate, Wendy Kilby. I remember she was such a natural at biology. We were in the same intro to biology class and she didn't study at all, but she would always get like a, like a 90 and I would be like, oh, like going crazy memorizing things and I would get like a B, B minus. <laughs> right. I know yeah. there's, I'm, even though I have been in love with languages and words my entire life, I wouldn't say I'm a natural at learning languages quickly. Like I have to work really hard if I want to learn Spanish or Portuguese or French yeah. or any of the languages I've tried to learn. But I think that makes me a better teacher because I know what you have to do to work hard. Sure. To, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah, I think if I were a natural at learning language, I wouldn't be a good teacher. I'd just be like, why don't you get it. Why can't you just do it? <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's a good point. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. That. So I don't know. Lindsay, are you a nat? What would you say you're a natural at? Um, I think I'm a natural at conversation. I think I'm really good at connecting yeah. with people through dialogue. So, you yeah. know, that's, yeah, but learning languages, you know, it's parts of it do- tend to come naturally, but then other aspects of it, not so much. So yeah. 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 The yeah. whole other language is hard. Hmm. I'm, I've always been a natural at, um, just like, just like a sporty stuff, physical stuff. I think I was lucky to have hmm. two brothers to run around with and my mom always made me go outside <laughs> all the time. So I think just That's because so cool. I was just used to being active, when you do start playing sports, it's just, it's easier because you're used to it kind of. Oh, yeah. No, and yeah. it has a big, you know, a big influence on what your parents wanted you to do, to spend your yeah. time doing, right? Those messages. Totally. Oh, she's active. It's so great, right? You got that mm. message from your parents. And that reinforced right. that and you wanted to be more active. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe I wasn't born to be a natural, but it felt like I was a natural. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So, guys, make sure that you write these idioms down, but don't just write them as a phrase. Write down the whole sentence that we said. And even if you can, think of it in your own context and how you would use it to describe yourself. This is how you learn idioms, guys. We have given you so much context about each idiom and many examples, and that's how you get it. That's how you understand it. So look at our context. Think about our from our personal examples, and then you can think of your own that sort of match up, right? And write those down, you know, and that's how you're going to remember and use it correctly on the exam. Absolutely. I love it, guys. So remember, these idioms are gold for your score. And we've got to move beyond that average, those average answers and go to the above average answers, the exceptional answers to get that seven or higher. And you can do it with these idioms. 
Exactly. If I heard, yeah, like two or three of these idioms, guys, at least a seven, if not higher, right? Woo. I mean, yeah. Love it. Easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's end on that, Jessica. We will see you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out today. Right. Sounds good. Have a good okay. day, Lindsay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.